Hello there, listener. It is your host, Nat Higgins, with some updates. So if you are hearing this message, that means that this podcast, was, this particular episode was recorded before I decided to give my podcast a facelift. So you may hear it referred to as censored adult content, the name that y'all have come to know and love. Well, it's wrong now. It's wrong. It is now uncensored with the pint-sized sexologist. Just a little tweak. I wanted to kind of correlate my podcast a little bit more with my actual sex ed work. And that is because I have launched a Patreon. So you will be able to find ways to support this podcast. Uh, it is at patreon.com slash uncensored pod. In some of these episodes, you might hear some other ways to support the podcast. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me because I'm a lying liar who lies. And I have changed it. And uh, it is now on Patreon. And you can sign up there to help support the podcast to get me better sound editing and hopefully start releasing some more content. Yeah, I will see you on the other side and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to Censored Adult. Blah, blah, blah. Jesus fucking H. God damn it. <laughs> So I don't forget about it. And oh, totally just right there. It was in a different part. It was in a different part that I fucked it up last time. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Welcome to Censored Adult Content, the podcast where we learn that none of us know anything about sex. I think that's a pretty adequate uh, (laughs) catchphrase at this point. Um, We're just going to continue learning how little we know forever and ever and ever. It's going to be like the Sandlot, just forever. If I ever learn how to say the name of my podcast um, correctly. You got it there. <laughs> I mean, you got it. You took a try. Yeah. You do a thing. I did a thing. <laughs> did a thing. All right. Well, uh, yes, as I said, welcome. Um, my name is Natalie. I am a master of sex. And by that, I mean I have a degree in it. It's a master of education in human sexuality studies. And it's, that's not just a pickup line that I say in bars. In fact, please, please don't ever approach me in bars. <laughs> ever. Especially not in the middle of a pandemic. Why, why are any of us at a bar? None of us are. Mm-mm. Not during this pan pan. <laughs> not during this personal pan pizza. But yes, uh, that's who I am. That's why I'm remotely qualified uh, to do this. Where I'm going to bring people along every single week and make them reveal their souls about what what has gone wrong with their sex ed in the past. <laughs> and this week, my uh, my lucky or maybe unlucky victim uh, <laughs> is is my my good friend Hell. Hello. 
Hello, Hell. Hi. How are you? I am pretty good. 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 You you ready? Oh yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's get into some stuff. So, some things. Yeah. So uh, tell me tell me about yourself. Tell tell the the studio audience about yourself. I am a human. Uh, first and foremost, and I just completely forgot what they were about to say. Um, <laughs> Do you need to look at my notes? <laughs> Maybe. Um, my pronouns are they, them. I am bisexual and non-binary. Uh, I currently reside in Philadelphia. The city of Gritty. The Gritty City. The Gritty City. <laughs> oh, yes. I guess I probably should let people in a little bit on... Uh... <laughs> who I am as a person. So I've mentioned my pronouns before. So my pronouns are she, her, um, but I am bisexual. And that probably is going to color a lot of the um, <laughs> ways that you uh, analyze the things that I say. That might be helpful for my listeners to know. You didn't say it before. I don't think I have. No. Oh. I just assume everybody knows at this point, which is not great as a person who hosts a podcast. Uh, but I mean, as, as a person who exists around the people that I exist around, um i yeah i am a cisgender very bisexual woman uh (laughs) and yeah yes uh welcome so hell and i have uh met under some fun circumstances we we both enjoy partaking in the visual uh consumption of burlesque oh yeah staring at butts Right. And yelling at them. Yeah, I feel like the yelling is is almost as fun as the staring. Honestly, it really is. Just like yelling and just, just you know, just, just yeah. I don't know how to describe that. There isn't. I, I'll try to from the person who's watching it right now. So I'm I'm looking over at Hell, and they're literally just like reaching their arms out and doing the grabby hands. But, like, they're trying to hug the world at the same time. I don't, it's it's just a very visceral reaction that I think I'm, I'm witnessing over there. Which I have seen live, in person, happen. Just, like, there's a butt and all of a sudden they're just like... <laughs> or, you know, just, like, you get too excited and it's, like, an engagement photo. Or, like, you're, or you just, like, gasp, like, a proposal. And you're just like... <gasps> yeah. Yes. <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing. And and the shows that we tend to, to frequent together have amazing photographers who love capturing this oh, on yes. film. The ridiculous faces. So fun. <laughs> oh, God. But yes, uh, when I first decided that I was going to start a podcast, um, I immediately was like, I need to have hell on. Because <laughs> you and I have gotten into some ridiculous conversations. Oh, like, absolutely. We'll get, like, deep on Maine in the middle of a coffee shop, like, three in the afternoon, talking about, like, sex and death, and everybody else is, like, on coffee dates around us, like, <laughs> so what do you do for work? And we're like, so when somebody's being embalmed. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had, we've had many fun times together. <laughs> I've had some looks. <laughs> 
Uh, also, I guess this is a surprise guest that we have today. My uh, my cat Leviathan has decided that I am not allowed to record alone, uh, so he is supervising. And by that, I mean he's sleeping right next to the microphone and will probably, like, do noises and stretch. And he might just start screaming at some point. He does that on occasion. That's perfect. <laughs> or just licking himself. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, if you don't like ASMR kitty noises, you might want to skip this episode. Or I may have just, like lied to all of you and there won't be any kitty noises at all and you're all going to be disappointed and you're going to stop listening in which case you are weak <laughs> i'm allowed to say that right yeah i mean you did <laughs> <laughs> can't go take it back now i mean i do have editing software <laughs> nah oh god okay so why why the hell are we here uh on, here on censored adult content I said it right that time. Yes. I'm getting better. Uh, This is a twofold, twofold podcast where we talk about the ways that sex ed kind of done us dirty and left us out to dry. And so we will be hearing stories about times that whatever sex ed we had gotten prior to whatever story we're hearing, it had woefully (laughs) (laughs) underprepared. Uh, yeah, just didn't have the information needed uh, in order to actually face that situation with any sort of grace or ease. Uh, and then the second half, we're going to go into potentially things that uh, we might not know as adults. Just because, like, our formal sex ed stopped as kids, we assume that we know everything. But we we, we don't. We really don't. No. <laughs> yeah. So these these stories and these topics can go from just being like awkward or maybe they were funny, maybe they were awkward and now they're funny. Maybe they're just continually awkward and they keep us up until 3 a.m. every single night for the rest of our lives. Uh, and also they could bridge into uh, traumatic. So with that, take care of yourself as you need while listening to this. Um, it's kind of hard to give content warnings because our conversations kind of go ev- everywhere. Um, lots of rabbit trails just go everywhere. It's hard to stay on topic. That's why we have a list today. Yeah, we do have a list. And <laughs> even then, I'm not entirely sure that we're going to stay on topic. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> and also, it's just really hard to know what exactly is going to bring up a reaction for everybody. So just kind of a blanket content warning we are going to talk about difficult subjects on this podcast uh, either today or tomorrow or the next day or all of them uh yeah so if you need to take care of yourself do it have some tea give yourself a hug ask somebody else for a hug um take a nap curse my name into the sky all of these things are acceptable take care of yourself challenge by choice and all of that uh yeah so with that, I think that we, we've adequately prepped, because I feel like we can vamp forever. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I can just throw in anecdotes all the time. All of it. Because I can't stop. <laughs> also, my I have ADHD, so it's like... <laughs> That's why I have a list. <laughs> the lists are important. So it's like, let me write this out, because I'm going to forget everything. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so... so. 
So hell, what what brings you here today in the sex ed done me wrong way? Um, I'm you know just want to talk about purity culture and how fucked up it is. Yes, um, <laughs> and it has definitely led to a lot of delays with myself personally as far as sexuality, queerness, and you know coming out to people that were like, no, really, we know. We know. <laughs> always fun when everybody knows before you and you're like oh damn it did i miss this test right (laughs) so uh for for listeners at home who who may not be familiar with the term purity culture when you say purity culture what are you talking about so i'm talking about um i guess it would be fundamental christianity that um you know teaches us that you know you're responsible um for blame essentially and shame and silence um as far as like you know what men do sexually or otherwise um being ashamed of your body you know your sexual desires or not you shouldn't have those they're like not 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 a good thing um your entire worth is dependent on your virginity and who you give that to because it's a gift it's a thing it's It's a tangible thing (laughs) you know i can put it it's i put it i wrap it up in a box with a, uh, with a real pretty bow. I'd hope so. Um, also, like, you shouldn't enjoy sex. Um, There's another one that I got from that. Um, and you shouldn't have sex before marriage because you're damaged. You know, that fun stuff. And, like, how sexual abuse and, you know, sex before marriage are kind of the same thing. So it, it kind of takes away the whole entire... Uh... The fun part, you know? Yeah. The important things you should learn. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and this is just, I guess, from, like, some of my own experience mm-hmm. with it. I would say that, like, yeah, you, you should have just don't... You don't it's not sh- only that you don't learn about it, like, you're actively taught... Against it, essentially. Yeah, that that if you... Like, you don't learn about pleasure. Yeah, you, you definitely have, like, you know, compulsory heterosexuality in there. Uh, you don't talk about anything queer, because that's a sin, you know? Um... It's definitely abstinence only. So basically, they don't really talk about anything besides not fucking. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, don't do it. You're going to go to hell. And then if you do do it, you're going to go to hell. And then if you have fun doing it, you're, you're extra spent. going to hell. You know, like the extra special hell. They'll sprinkle they'll some, some glitter on it. You know? I mean, that sounds fine. There's, had I known there was glitter, I think I would have, like... <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I don't know from experience, but... <laughs> We will find out one day, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, if it's real, but I don't think so. Um. Anyway, but what if I want there to be glitter? I mean, there's. I mean, once the glitter's there, it's it'll never leave. True. Yeah. What if we are in hell right now? Do we bring the glitter that we use in life into the afterlife? Is it that hard to get rid of? I mean, maybe. I would kind of want it. You know, just bring it with you, like. BYOG bring your own glitter (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it'd be impossible to hide from anybody you just have to follow the glitter trails it's like a slug (laughs) what if I came back as a ghost (laughs) just just glitter everywhere beautiful I love it (laughs) see we already got off track oh man 
Also, I forgot to mention that it's also purity culture is definitely very tied in with rape culture as far as like, you know, grooming um, and, you know, just silencing people. Yeah. Just victim blaming. It's that's they're very much one thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, especially if you're saying that, like, you shouldn't, like, A, you're not supposed to do this thing, and then B, if you enjoy it, then you're at fault, so then you're kind of automatically shoehorned into being like, no, I don't want it, no, I didn't, like, so then it completely, yeah, it shuts off any and all communication about what anybody actually wants. Yeah. At all. Yeah, because uh, learning communication, uh, didn't learn that for a while. I, I would say, <laughs> though, that I I think that there's, there is a, a difference in purity culture as it is taught to children who are being socialized to grow up to become women oh, versus absolutely. children who are being socialized to grow up to become men. Yeah, men uh, are definitely more, more lenient. Um, I would say... It, not necessarily even just more lenient, but it's uh, expected that they are going to want to pursue these things. Yeah, and then it's your, if you are grown, uh, grown. If you are, you know, socialized to be a woman, uh, you're basically taking anything that they give you and it's your fault. Yeah, and it, it's, it's your, it is your job if you... If you are going to be a woman one day, it is your job to fend off those advances. You know, just the way you dress, uh, how you present yourself to the world, mm-hmm. what you say, what you do, your profession, any of that. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, like, I don't even remember who exactly I heard this from, but it was like one of those things where, like, I was in dance classes. And, you know, wearing leotards and tights and stuff like that. As you do in a dance class, like... (laughs) And I remember... I don't remember who. I don't remember if it was my mom or if it was one of the other moms or something. But somebody said that it was, like, inappropriate to have dads waiting in the waiting room for their daughters just in case they were, like, looking. You are absolutely... It's so creepy. It's just, like, at at that point, it's just like, no, like, little girls. That's a little girl who's just trying to learn how to do some jazz. Let her learn her kickball changes. I was trying to think of a jazz square, which I just literally said jazz two seconds ago, and then I forgot the word jazz for jazz. (laughs) Um... But also, I have a lot of fun stories about uh, the absence-only sex ed that I received. Um, shall we divulge into that? Yes, absolutely. So, we know absence-only sex ed will absolutely leave out consent. Well, I mean, yes. that's a given. Yes, because how are you supposed to talk about discerning between a yes and a no when you're only being taught to say no? Exactly. Uh, pleasure? Yes. Different types of, you know, sexualities, like bisexuality, uh, also different genders, and, uh, you know, anything that's science-based or comprehensive at all. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you have some feelings. I have lots of feelings. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) So, 
I have a question. So with your abstinence only, because I know that this varies state to state, district to district, um, what exactly constitutes abstinence only? Um, Were they allowed to answer any questions if a student asked about it? Or was it immediately shut down? Like if if somebody asked about like a condom or how to put it on, like were they allowed to address it address it then, or was it just like that's not in our curriculum? I feel like they may have tried to touch on that in a health class setting, mm-hmm. but like any time we actually had sex ed, uh, they would pretty much shut it down. Okay, that's interesting because I. My sex ed class was in my health class. Mm. At least my, like, the big one. Um, It was different people who came in. At least in, in high school. In in middle school, it was just, like, our science teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think ours was in middle school was our, our health teacher. Okay. I mean, it was kind of, like, a taught, like, what a penis is. And then, of course, he's in the wrong language for a vulva and... Just oh, the they, whole vagina. You yeah, know they they, they just use vagina instead of is, that's not it. <laughs> instead that's of funny. deciphering between oh, and to to those at home who also were not taught the difference between a vulva and a vagina, the vulva is the outside part, and the vagina is the tube on the inside. That is that is uh, my whole. That's my whole thing. That's the entire explanation. I mean, that's a great explanation. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't know that, though. No. Well, oh, and I should—I guess I should clarify. The vaginal opening is part of the vulva. That's true. It's called the vestibule, which I just think it, ma- it makes it sound like... like a, it's a uh, nice little entrance. Yeah, I was like, it, it's like a selling point on an open house. Look at this lovely vestibule this we have before vestibule. me. If you go past... Let's in lots of light. If you just go past the vulva, you get the vestibule in your way to the vagina. (laughs) Very well trimmed hedges out front as well. I'm taking this too far. (laughs) Can't stop. (laughs) I am sorry, mom. (laughs) My mom would probably just laugh at that. Oh, my mom listens. Hi, mom. Hi, Barb. I'm sure my mom will listen to this as well. She'll be like, oh, my child. <laughs> my mom, she she likes it so far. She sent me some really Not sweet that. reviews. She is concerned about how much I swear. Oh, um, however, like that. it is. I understand her concern for my future job prospects, but mom, they're not my fucking audience. I love you. Okay. Don't ground me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Anyway. Uh, anyway, proper terminology is where we were That's at. Great. <laughs> we need that. Um so I've always had like fun sex ed uh taught by white cis head men that usually from uh churches that they brought bring into my public school. Which how did that I don't know, it was Ohio. Like I was um... about to ask. I was like, what part of the country are you from again? I forget. <laughs> Ohio. Yeah, they just yeah. It was, like, a dude from this local church. In middle school, we had a presentation about, sex, like, sex ed, like, in our gymnasium. Was it gymnasium? Auditorium? Oh, it was, like, straight up Mean Girls, but middle school. Yeah, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. But anyway, uh, the only takeaway I really got out of it, besides, like, you know, the stuff that we already talked about was, um, 
especially if you were raised to be a woman. Um, his analogy, which sticks with me to this day, is uh, you're like a lollipop that someone has licked, put the wrapper on, given to someone else, and so on and so forth. And he's like, nobody wants that. I was just like, Okay, so I've heard the tape analogy. That's a good one, though, too. I've heard that one. Where it's like, oh, you, it's, stick it, it, you stick the tape on different people, and then, like, it just, like, leaves a little bit of that person every single time, and then by the time, like, mm-hmm. you get to your husband or whatever, you can no longer use the tape. You're a useless, non-sticky piece of tape. Um, I had never heard that with a lollipop, and I feel like it's not as... I mean, neither is accurate, but I feel like that one's even less effective because have you seen kids with lollipops? They will share that shit. Exactly. What do you mean nobody wants that? They will share. I mean, sharing is caring. I mean, unless it's, you know, unless it's during a pandemic, you know? Yes. We're in a panini press right now. We are in a panini press. (laughs) Oh, shit. But anyway, like, all that shit, being forced by that since I was, like, a child definitely led to a lot of um, unhealthy views of myself. Especially, like, shame around sex, queerness, body image. Um, And I'm still working on that shit today. Like, as almost a 32 year old adult i mean i feel like that's kind of a lifelong oh yeah it is you know lots of of, uh you know therapy we have books social media peer support groups um but yeah definitely um tying that into uh especially like bisexuality i knew i was bisexual when i was four when i saw dana scully (laughs) on the (laughs) x-files And then I was like, oh, I need to repress this because this is not socially acceptable. <laughs> Still thinking about it, though. Well, yeah, obviously. Have you like, seen yeah. Dana Scully? Have you seen Gillian Anderson in anything? I have a fun fact. Oh, yes. Well, tell me. My mom. Oh. <laughs> My mom, when she was younger, looks a lot like season one Dana Scully. Oh, nice. Like, I have a picture that I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. It, I saw her in a play in Brooklyn a couple years ago, and I made eye contact eye contact with her, and literally just started crying because I was in the front row. She was. I would cry. I was just like, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I would cry. Absolutely. I was just like, she's beautiful, and she's bisexual. I know. <sighs> Jillian Anderson, if you're out there listening, hit me up. I love you. I'm just, just. Can you? Just slap me. You can step on me. It's fine. <laughs> step on me. <laughs> I had a similar. Uh, I I think my my first crush that mm-hmm. I remember ever having on a woman. Um, I don't think I was that young. Um, I don't really think I developed crushes quite that young. I think I was still very much in a self-absorbed stage at that point. I had, like, quote-unquote boyfriends at school. Hi, Jeff Adams. How you doing? Uh, (laughs) But uh, as far as, like, celebrity crushes, I don't even think that I had developed, like, a crush on Aaron Carter until, like, the fourth grade. Yeah, that did not age well. I know. But um, I was watching Willow. I don't know if you've ever seen Willow. It's a great, I think it was in the 80s. I think it was an 80s movie. And it has um, Val Kilmer and, yeah, and uh, the. Young Val the, Kilmer is so cute. Uh, the the love interest is this, like, fiery, redheaded, like, curly-haired woman 
who's the daughter of the antagonist. Hmm. Her name is Sorsha. And I I die to this day every single time I watch this movie because she's like definitely like a nobody can tell me what to do, you ain't shit type of person. But then she's like, oh, Valkuma. And like these two aren't even like the main characters. The main characters. <laughs> they're just like there's like bystanders essentially. They're just like, I mean, they're, like they're, sub sub characters. They're the level they're the lovable uh sidekicks. Yeah. Kind of. How did we get on this topic? I don't fucking know. This is a tangent. Oh, because Sorsha. Oh yes, redheads. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, redheads. That's how we got to this <laughs> And uh so like Willow, the main character, he's supposed to be like small and sidekicky, right? Mm-hmm. And then Mad Mardigan's like this big, suave, muscly dude. And, like, very much, like, the hero main character type. Mm -hmm. And he's the one who just, like, keeps causing issues and thinks that he knows right. (laughs) As you do. So, yeah, it's... (laughs) I don't know why I needed to explain any of this. I didn't. But, anyway. Sorsha. Real attractive. Um, I don't know if you were able to pull up any... (laughs) photos of her i am right now oh look at her look oh my god look look that makes sense yeah totally <sighs> she's wonderful <laughs> as is dana scully mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just gonna cut all of that out but That's now fine. you know <laughs> now i know <laughs> uh but yeah yeah so i uh of course we I understand the developing crushes on on celebrities. Oh yes, Before. at very young ages. I was like, oh yes, Jillian Anderson. Hello, <laughs> beautiful, great. Now we're back to just slap me, please. Slap me, please. Yeah, step on me. I don't care. Anything. I'm not even into that yet. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> Oh, shit. But yeah, anyway, I don't know how to leeway back into that. I, rolled, can... like, I was like thinking about Jillian Anderson now. Did you just, like, you uh, you trailed off? I did. I was like, daydreaming. <laughs> Daydreams. Daydreams about Jillian Anderson. Don't we all? Uh, obviously. But like, you can't just like kind of repress those desires because uh, the threat of hell and fear of it as a child growing up religious in mm. this culture. Did you get messaging that was like explicitly like non cis het is bad, or was it more of just like a it was an unknown and therefore scary because of an unknown? I feel like I got a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I feel like just growing up in that environment um i'm pretty sure i do remember them talking a lot about homosexuality being wrong and uh for everybody who couldn't see which is all of you hell definitely just made a jerk off motion uh yeah uh definitely remember that being said uh multiple times growing up during sermons and bullshit um 
Yeah, religion being forced on children should be a, a crime, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you learn so many things that are not good for you and your development as an adult. It, it's been a journey. It is I'll quite a journey. Quite. Um, yeah. Uh, going back to some other stuff I learned, uh, grooming is very much entwined with this, too. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel like a lot of the boys i'm calling them boys because that's what they were um i dated children yes uh (laughs) in high school um they're still still children oh absolutely (laughs) um definitely were older than me and would like definitely like some manipulative shit and like grooming uh that i didn't see because you know you were taught like you pretty much were worthless through like abstinence only um purity culture well, if you're not taught what a healthy sexual relationship yeah. is supposed to look like, like how are you supposed to tell what a bad one's supposed well, to look like? Well, and media really doesn't show you anything good. No. <laughs> no. No, media really doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. Um, yeah, so that led to, you know, a sexual assault with a partner, and that was not fun. Well, yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> and as it is, it shouldn't it, be. <laughs> it just is. That's, yeah. that, that is not a fun thing to go through so but yeah like that would be a lot to just kind of realize like oh that's what that was yeah it also led to like not really i didn't have sex until i was in my early 20s because of all this you know piled yeah. up on piled up on it and most of the sex i had wasn't good <laughs> Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's its own podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. We could talk about that for days. Um, but we won't. But yeah, no, I feel like that would, that definitely would be like a direct correlation, though. Like, if you're not taught what healthy sexual, like, what healthy sexual interactions are supposed to look like, how are you supposed to know? Like, how are you supposed to know the narrative and the script of, like, getting consent? And yeah, that wasn't, giving consent. Yeah, that wasn't a thing. Especially if you've been told that you're not supposed to want it. Exactly. Like, yeah, if you're not supposed to, you're like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. This is just what sex is, which is blatantly mm-hmm. wrong. It's fucked. <laughs> and as much as I hate it, I feel like a lot of people are going to be able to relate to oh, what yeah. happened to you. Oh, absolutely, I I mean, I mean, maybe. I hope not. Like, I would rather them not have to go through that. <laughs> but, you know. I, it's very common, though. Oh, I feel like Unfortunately. It, yeah. Well, I feel like, isn't, do you know the, like, statistic of how many states actually have to give you accurate sex Oh, ed? God. It is, it is <laughs> abhorrently low. Which um, is fucking terrible. Because I know Ohio didn't uh, allow for Yeah. Um, I can't. I I can't find it exactly right, but most states don't require sex ed at all, and very few of the states that require sex ed require it to be medically accurate or evidence-based. And then beyond that, every state has the ability to define medically accurate. Oh, and if it's, you know, uh, (laughs) a right-leaning state, you're kind of... 
Well, and it's one of those things too, where just because it's supposed to be medically accurate doesn't mean that they have to talk about everything. They can just omit mm, certain yeah, subjects. Sense. Oh, that makes sense. Um, they so, omitted quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I feel like that's how a lot of schools get around doing that is they'll just completely leave it out of the curriculum. And then if they leave it out of the curriculum, then the people who are trained to actually because often sex educators who are going into high schools, this is changing. This is not like, I, I don't think it's quite the standard anymore in a few states, but in quite a few states, it's like the people who are coming into your classroom to teach you about sex ed are usually like undergrad interns. So, like, they know what they have been taught is in the curriculum and what they have been taught to train. Um, and quite a few times, they if it's a good program, they will actually train people to be like, oh, I actually don't really have an answer for that, but, like, let's look it up. Or, like, I would imagine it's this. Or, you know, like... At least, like, give some back and forth and, like, give you try to actually give you something that's valid. Yeah, like, some sort of honest answer. Whereas, like, other other programs will just be, like, that's not in our presentation, so I don't know, so I can't tell you. Yeah, we had a lot of that. I remember in my school, like, we straight up just, like, they were like, we're not allowed to answer that question. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, but I have questions. Of course it was my question that they weren't allowed to answer. What was but... your question? Oh, my question? <laughs> Mom, plug your ears. Because um, <laughs> this is the first year that she allowed me <laughs> to be in sex ed. And <laughs> my ass asked this question. What did you say? <laughs> it wasn't even bad by, like, me as an adult standards. Um, so it was in eighth grade. And it was just our science teacher who was teaching it. Um, her name was Miss George. Miss um, George, I want you to know I don't blame you. You tried your best. This should not have been your job. <laughs> we were allowed to put questions into a hat. Oh, okay. And of course they can tell our handwriting. But I was just like, no, I don't care. I want to know. Um, so, because they were talking about like, like what's the difference between like foreplay and sex is like what somebody had asked like the day before or something like mm -hmm. that and they were like oh well sex is when both partners are having like it happen to them at the same time like they were even weird about saying putting the penis in the vagina yeah they, it was so it was a thing they were like oh it's it's only sex when both the man and the woman are is doing the thing it was some weird convoluted answer like that. Doing the thing. So then me, being a Capricorn, was like, wait, I'm going to get into the semantics of this. So I asked that if a boy was fingering a girl at the same time that she was giving him a hand job, did that count as sex? Which, like, in my mind, I was like, this is so wild. Nobody ever does that. Like, I was, like, 13. She probably just was like. And she read it. And, like, it was one of those things where, like, she was like, okay, I saved this one for last. Because she, like, didn't want to read it. And then the bell rang. And she was like, oh, thank God. And, like, put it back in oh. the hat. 
And like looking back, I'm just like, oh God, no wonder. <laughs> I was so embarrassed at the time. Uh, but like, I, like no, she wasn't equipped to answer that question. <laughs> She's like, I can't do this. This is eighth graders. She's like, this is eighth graders, and I have to grade your tests about the states of matter tomorrow. Like, I can't. <laughs> like, oh. I, sir, stop it. Cat's trying to put his paw right in my water. He's thirsty. He's thirsty. But yeah, it just no. I'm glad she didn't have to answer that question. I know. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad. It was actually that moment that made me decide that I wanted to become a sex educator because I was just like she was woefully unprepared. Like she, she probably did not know how to answer that question. Because she's, she's like, like this is above my pay grade. Yeah, because like either she has to admit that the definition that she gave the day before is wrong. Yeah, which is, does not look good. Yeah. Or she has to like go out on a limb and hope that she doesn't say anything that's gonna get her fired. <laughs> they just gave you comprehensive sex ed that was medically accurate. We wouldn't have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then like in years past, like I don't really think that anybody asked any thing like, like crazy questions because everybody was too busy being like sti shamey and oh yeah that was a big part of it too. horrible you know you're gonna if you have sex you're either gonna get pregnant or you're gonna get an sti well and it was just the kids too in the class mm-hmm. like would just like make fun of everything that they could yeah those kids are dicks kids are horrible <laughs> this is why i teach sex ed to adults i mean that's valid yeah yeah, so they they admitted a lot in yours, is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. How how did you fill in the blanks out of curiosity? Of uh, what I didn't learn yeah. as a child or yeah. like in my teens. Uh, well, after moving out of my parents' house and going to college, I had friends I could actually talk to about things who were older than me. So I'd be like, so tell me. What happens when this happens? You know? So, Jillian Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Jillian, oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I just want the two and two together. Shit. So Jillian Anderson, um, can somebody tell me if she does the same thing to you? Because <laughs> she does to me. There was at least one other person who was just like, yes, I had that exact experience. I hope so. But like, no, like talking to people that were in my class that I ended up being friends with, uh, (laughs) watching YouTube sex ed. YouTube sex ed is so good now. Well, okay, I shouldn't shouldn't blanket statement, but. (laughs) Uh, Right. Um, Back in the day, it wasn't that great either, but it was something. Yeah. And it was definitely... uh, more informative than whatever I fucking learned, you know. Yeah. Fucking lollipops. <laughs> uh, oh god. Yeah, you I mean, there is some great content out there now which I wish I had when I was growing up. Like the different sex ed Instagrams, uh YouTube. I mean, I feel like people are more open about it in some sense. Yeah. Or at least it's, like, more accessible. Yes. You still need to know what to Google a lot of the time, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But, I mean, 
better than you know, I won't say any sex ed is better than no sex ed because it, it can be detrimental in some cases as the last 45 minutes have demonstrated <laughs> oh, yeah, lots of uh, ridiculousness as far as what the fuck happened um oh but like going back to it uh finally coming out uh i came out when i was like 22 or 23 mm-hmm. uh to my mom uh we were uh in columbus ohio we would go for day trips or whatever like a night trip mm-hmm. uh and we went we ate at my favorite restaurant dirty frank's hot dog palace hot dog joint i'm somehow not surprised that that was your favorite restaurant fucking love it it's so kitschy that just it just tracks i don't know like that just like (laughs) filled in a little puzzle piece that i was like "Mm, i know exactly what that pedals piece is gonna look like and then it like popped up and i was like not quite but it fits perfectly (laughs) no but i came with my mom and she was like you know she's like i think i'm gay i was just like took my time to shine away but I was like <laughs> mama this is my turn um no but that was great it was nice and then we took pride that year together it was so cute oh very wholesome love it now my mom's a lot an out lesbian she's almost 60 she's probably mad that i just said that <laughs> that she's almost 60 i mean we can bleep it oh no she didn't go be mad she'd be like she'd <laughs> be like and i look great Thank she you. does yo that one's <laughs> fucking great for 60. Oh, jeez. But, like, uh, did she get, like, similar yeah. sex ed growing up? I feel like she didn't really have sex ed growing up. But she also didn't come out until she was in her 50s. Yeah. Uh, and she only got married to my dad because it was, like, a thing you did. Because she was 20-something. They were dating. And for a couple years. Yeah. She did a bunch of men before that. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, as one does. As one does when they don't know. Yeah, because it was not... That that not everybody experiences those feelings that they are feeling on the inside. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it was just... Definitely, like... I guess validated it, though. Like, I wasn't the only one that, like, was like, huh... I didn't come out until I was a little older because I was afraid because of all the shit that I learned when I was growing up. Yeah. Then you learn that the fire and the brimstone isn't quite as scary or um, immediate or real. (laughs) Glittery. (laughs) Far more glittery than originally expected. It's fine. Far more glittery. Far more glittery. I hope so. So much. Hell is full of biodegradable glitter. Ooh. And by that, I mean the location, not you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the clarification. I mean, maybe you. I don't know. Time will tell. (laughs) These days, you're just going to, like, get hit like a pinata, and it's just going to (laughs) be glitter. I'm going to be right all along. (laughs) And then I'm going to be real sad because you just got beaten to the point of combusting into glitter. What a what a spicy visual. <laughs> <laughs> and these are the type of conversations that we mentioned earlier that we have in coffee shops and people look at us weird. <laughs> like talking about, you know, dead bodies and disposing of them. I don't know. 
What happens? They're like, hey, what's the latest murder show you watched? Criminal Minds. Mine is also Criminal Minds. <laughs> we are both obsessed with Spencer Reed. Absolutely. How could and, you not be? And Penelope Garcia. Everybody sleeps on Penelope Garcia. Garcia and deserves mm. the world. I love her so much. She's so great. I strive to be her and be with her. Same. Both. I mean, for both of them. Yeah. Oh, mm. Yeah. Well, V. It's just, just, oh my God. <laughs> There'd be so many personalities in that scenario. Wow. There's a lot happening. There's a lot <laughs> happening. personalities. But do you think that Penelope Garcia would bring her fun pens into the bedroom? For I the would mugs? surely hope so. It would be very festive, at least. <laughs> <laughs> festive. Very festive. And Spencer Reed would just bring his favorite book. I feel like that's not wrong to assume. Would it be weird if I asked him to spank me with it? No. Okay. That's fine. Why would it ever be a wrong thing to ask? You have books. I have books. (laughs) Present my ass. (laughs) Have books. We'll spank. (laughs) Let me add that to my Tinder bio. (laughs) Oh, God. You know, you just, you know, it just happens. Yeah. It's like that sometimes. It is like that. So you spent uh, quite a bit of your childhood being in the dark about a lot of a lot of sexy stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that sticks out to you as an adult that you're just like, yeah, I don't know that. Let me think. I feel like I don't know shit half the time but like i also feel like i know more than i did so i guess that's a good starting place yeah um i guess like i feel some people don't know how to use dental dams properly that's actually very true nobody really talks about it dental dams god i didn't know what a dental dam was until i was like in my 20s i mean yeah same and even now, they're, like, impossible to find. It is. And it's, like, important. Yes. So for those for those at home who don't know what a dental dam is, it's a <laughs> almost too apt of a naming. It is literally a barrier to keep your mouth off of things <laughs> directly. That That's the brute way of saying it. So it's, it's just a, it's a barrier that uh, is made... Out of latex. I think that all of the ones that are available right now are made out of latex. I think for the most part, yeah. Um, and it's just a little it's a little rectangle of latex, sometimes flavored, that you can put over uh, a vulva or an anus. So whenever you're about to perform oral sex, you don't have any actual contact. Um, it's a way to just prevent uh, any STIs that nobody wants, if anybody uh, has tested positive and doesn't want to pass on to another partner, um, or if anybody isn't sure about their STI status, and again, not everybody is okay with getting, like, something passed on to them. Most STIs, just saying. Actually, I shouldn't even say most. It's modern medicine. Like, STIs really aren't that big of a deal. To most people. Unless you have an... (laughs) 
compromised immune system, and then it can cause some problems. So, like, know your status so you can, like, let your partners know. Because, like, what for me is just, like, a pill or a shot at the doctor for somebody else. Might not be. But we don't STI shame here. No. We just make sure everybody has apt information to make knowledgeable decisions about their own bodies. Exactly. Mm -hmm. As it should be. Yes. Even if they taught that in sex, though, that would be great. Like, which part? Like, to, like, make decisions about your own body. Oh, yeah. And respect other people's bodies. Yeah. That's... <laughs> oof. That's, that's I feel thing. like it's something that should be so basic. Well, and that's the thing that I get asked a lot as a sex educator, like, especially because, like, I also grew up in a very conservative area. I uh, come from a... There are parts of my family that are very conservative. And I get asked the question a lot of, like, well, would you want... Like, you don't want your kids going to a school and like these are hypothetical children i don't have them but like you wouldn't want your kids going to a school that is teaching like religious sex ed so how can you expect me to want my kids to go to a school where they aren't teaching school with like a religious thing because those are the values that i have but the thing is sex ed done correctly with well, everybody, really. I, I like teaching adults because I can put value on it at that point because people have kind of figured out what their values are. Um, and I like yelling, which you can't do at kids. So I mean, you can, just frowned upon. I sh you shouldn't yell at other people's children. I mean, you shouldn't we yell at your have, own kids I mean, either, but, <laughs> but, like, I'm a yeller. Uh, but, like, sex ed in younger children like first of all age-appropriate sex ed looks way different than what people think it is oh, like it's like i'm not teaching five-year-olds about condoms that's not what i'm advocating for here i'm and that's trying to assume i'm trying to like teach five-year-olds about what boundaries look like and how to be a good friend and what a healthy friendship looks like <laughs> and how to be considerate of other people's feelings you know, like, like <laughs> but like boundaries is something it people don't talk about that's yeah boundaries needs to be like baseline for, for everything people. uh but then also like my job as a sex educator is not to change people's values it's to give people medically accurate information and accurate definitions of words that are used in common vernaculars in the present day so then they can accurately argue about it with somebody who disagrees with their views and values. I don't care if you agree with me or not. My job is not to change your mind. My job is to give you enough information that when you argue me about it, I'm not correcting the use of the word that you just used. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And like, I've, I've, I've taught, uh, I taught a group of mothers one time, um, for like a 13 week curriculum and one of them finally was just like i don't know why i need to learn this because i don't believe in it i don't even remember exactly what concept we were talking about and i was like but you've told me that your daughter knows about a lot of this stuff right she's like yeah and i was like and you and your daughter like fight about it right and she goes yeah and i was like how are you supposed to fight about it and get anywhere if you two are speaking different languages like both of you are just frustrated that the other one doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I 
It's like, so, like, that's gonna be my goal for you. It's like, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm trying to make you better at arguing with your daughter. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and, like, it actually convinced her. It convinced her because she was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I was like, yeah, how are you supposed to make points or, like, try to have a conversation if you don't know what she's saying? Yeah. <laughs> if you have no idea what the word is she's using, how are, how? How are you supposed to carry on a conversation like that? That makes no sense. You can't if you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, and apparently, actually, quite a few of, like, the fights over these discussions went away after she learned some proper terminology because then the frustration of... <laughs> not knowing what the hell each other is saying went away imagine that i know magical right <laughs> yeah so sex ed when especially when it's younger like mechanics things doesn't need to be values laden mm -hmm. um the value is knowledge at that point in time yeah which you would think should be something you should know by now but it's yeah but then there's a the whole entire idea if they know about it they're gonna do it i'm like no they're doing it anyway and they're doing it badly poorly <laughs> and you're ending up with other consequences that could have been prevented yeah and also with kids who don't know how to talk about it and then with parents who haven't talked to their kids about it because they were never taught how to talk about it and I, i've actually i've had this conversation with my mom so mom this is directly at you <laughs> It's not bad, don't worry. But we were talking, uh, we, we talk about sex ed a lot. Because her and I come from very different viewpoints on quite a few things. And uh, every once in a while she will express like regret over me not feeling comfortable talking to her about something. Or like having not taught me something that she didn't even think at the time that I would need to know. Which, as a mom, is a very understandable reaction. However, my argument will always be, it shouldn't always just be her job when she wasn't equipped with the information to begin with. Like, yeah. how can she be expected to pass knowledge that she doesn't have onto me? Yeah. How? It doesn't- You can't. You can't. And, like, it's the same with, like, your mom. Like, your mom couldn't pass that knowledge down to you because she figured out herself roughly around the same time that you did for yourself. Right? <laughs> like... <laughs> How? <laughs> I love that it was in like the same conversation, like it's in like two sentences. <laughs> she was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, I think I'm gay too. I'm like, oh, great. Awesome. That's cool. Thank you for listening uh, and parroting. Are you just repeating what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you parroting? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like older generations definitely have a little, uh, hard time with gender though as far as like in pronouns yeah um well i feel like that's an intergenerational conflict with the evolution of sex ed no matter so, what oh for sure there will be large swaths of older generations who don't have the ability to really grasp some of the new concepts because first of all sexuality as a field is changing oh always all the time. And I have, like, I have a degree in this. Like, it's my job mm -hmm. to stay up to date on stuff. And I fall behind sometimes. And, like, and that's not even, like, because of, like, my own, like, personal blind spots or anything like that. Which also make me fall behind in things. Um, but, like, you could factor those out and I would still 
fall behind on some stuff. So it, it happens, but there are always people in every generation who are able to grasp it. So it's possible. Mm -hmm. And I think that like expanding sex ed in general and making having discussions about it more normalized especially intergenerationally oh for sure me and my mom talk all the time about it like it would i think it would make that transition from older generations knowing nothing about x topic Mm -hmm. a lot easier because even then like even if they can't grasp it they'll be like oh okay this is something that i need to work on Mm -hmm. like especially like uh, uh my family and pronouns pronouns it's it's a little tricky so my mom anyway my mom used to call me her spawn uh (laughs) as i was growing up anyway so she just is like i'm just gonna keep calling you that we don't have to call you anything else (laughs) it's like perfect it's beautiful amazing spawn you've spawned me (laughs) spawn jesus (laughs) did we get off the topic quite a bit or was it just like the one or two tangents i feel like we were pretty good we were pretty good i feel like it was a large topic so you could go all over the place with it yeah it was all still on topic like a lollipop analogy fucking weird oh my god it was a lay leader for a lay pastor from a church I don't why why was that in a public school ew it's so weird I make it make sense it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't make sense I, I am honestly very confused I feel like under is Ohio in the bible belt no, kind of, and I really know. Then I'm really confused. The Bible Belt's a little south, but I mean, it's close to, like... Because, like, I don't know, I grew up in a very conservative area, and, like, I don't even know if that would have flown in my hometown, having a church come in and do something. No, this is the Bible Belt. <laughs> oh, like, that is actual, like, that is the pants of the U.S. <laughs> Literally the pants of the U.S. That's the meme of, like, if the U.S. was going to wear pants, would it wear it like this or like this? Yeah. I mean, like, no, we're up here. But, I mean, Kentucky's close. And they're just, it's Kentucky. Yeah. It's very red. I mean, it's a swing state. I feel like. Yeah. Swing states are messy. Uh, I guess that's also part of it. I grew up in a very conservative city, but in an overall not as conservative state. But yeah, I grew up in like mega church, military base central. Ooh. <laughs> Everybody guess. <laughs> My mom worked for the largest Christian organization like Colorado. on the face of the planet. Oh, yeah. Dr. James Dobson. Dr. James Dobson. He's going to sue me one of these days. Is he still alive? I don't don't think so. I feel like he died. Let me look. (laughs) I hated focus. I had to listen to Focus on the Family. I liked Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah. Adventures in Odyssey was great. Because I like, it was like Christian uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. But it, like, didn't really touch on things super heavy. Christiana Jones. Christiana, Christiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we, we, can, uh, we can end on, like, a positive note. What are some things from your 
conservative upbringing that you actually still appreciate or look back fondly upon as an adult. We can use Adventures in Odyssey. I mean, Adventures in Odyssey is pretty dope, honestly. Uh, I don't recommend listening to it now. But oh, like, well, no, of but course the, not. <laughs> anything, it was, it, it was nice. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I have one. What? Veggie Tales. Oh, God, Veggie Tales. Shit. Especially like the Larry Boy stuff. Yes. And silly songs with Larry. Yeah. I, Buffalo. I have a burlesque song to to love songs with Mr. Lunt's cheeseburger. Me and Um, I love that. Yeah, me and not gay Kevin do a a, a duet as uh Bob and Linda Belcher. <laughs> How do I remember the it's words great. to it? I know all of the words. <laughs> It scared Kevin the first time we rehearsed. Amazing. He was like, how do you know all of this? How did you find this? I intro- I like I've introduced that Veggie song Tales? to people. Wild. I love it. Oh, Where's My Hairbrush will always be my favorite. Oh, yeah. Well, that was great. Uh, I liked uh, the Water Buffalo song. Everybody's got a Water Buffalo. Yours is fast, but mine is slow. slow. <laughs> Where'd we get them? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> but everybody's got a water buffalo. Ooh. Oh my god. <laughs> oh fucking veggie tales. I love it. Larry Boy's great. He had a he had a banger of a theme song. Yeah. <laughs> veggie tales. I guess that's the one thing they did right. I mean, I I probably shouldn't go back and watch it so oh, I, I will I will rewatch the pirates who don't do anything oh hell yeah that's a good one that one's my theme song the pirates <laughs> we just stay home and lie around and if you ask us to do anything we'll just tell you we don't do anything <laughs> I wasn't expecting that <laughs> It's the greatest song ever. Oh, man. Beautiful. God. I feel like Sex Ed would probably have been even, like, more effective if VeggieTales taught it. <laughs> I'm just, like, imagining it right now. Could you imagine? Who would do it? Who would, who would be the one to, like, teach it? I or is it know. all of them? I think it would be all of them, but I think everybody would be side-eyeing Larry the Cucumber the whole time. I feel like Larry time. would be probably inappropriate the whole time. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, it's Larry. He's he's very, uh, you know. He would be more inappropriate than Junior. Bob would probably be just staring at him the whole time. Mm-hmm. Larry would probably be the I feel like Larry would be the one who would teach it. Maybe. What about what about um the peach though? I feel like the peach would be like the gym teacher teaching it. I also don't remember the peach. Thanks for the hairbrush. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about the peach. It would be all monotone. I'm pretty sure that's the only thing he's in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was like, what peach are you talking about? Oh yeah, because he actually has hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! But I gave it to the peach because he's got hair. Uh, side note, uh, he's still alive. He is how old is that man? 84. 80, how, I thought he was 84 when I was learning about all of this. 
I legitimately thought he was like 84 when I first had to listen to his I mean, sex ed on tape. Oh, you had to do that too? Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. I will never understand why I had to listen to all of them. Mom, I just wanted to learn how to shave my legs. I don't know why I needed to learn about all of the ins and outs of puberty. Thank you for caring about my well-being, but like, I don't get it. <laughs> so weird. I mean, in like fifth grade, we had like sex ed where it was like, what's going to happen to your body? Oh, I didn't have any of that. I had like, that's about it. It was like, I remember they like split up. I had every like girls in one class, boys in the other, because you know don't differentiate because gender. Two genders. Uh, you know, two genders are the only thing, and we don't need to know anything about other reproductive organs. So. You have to learn about menstruation and what is going to happen to your body. You're going to get boobs. I mean, in theory. (laughs) Mine took a while. I mean, I have plenty for more than one person. (laughs) Once I hit like 20, they were like, oh, right. We're ready. (laughs) We're here. (laughs) In theory. In theory, boobs. Yeah, it's weird. But it was like. We had that in fifth grade, and then we got a bunch of abstinence-only sex ed. Oh, yeah, I didn't get any of the, this is what's gonna happen to your body until, like, after it had already started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I did read that, like, American Girl, like, Your Body and You book, but only because mm-hmm. my friend had it. And I was very confused about pubic hair. I was like, well, where does it come from? Like, there's nothing there right now. Like, what? And, like, armpit hair? I was like, where? Where? There aren't... There's no holes for it to come out of. There's no holes. <laughs> there's no holes. There's no holes. None. And then my mom was actually really cool about, it, like, explaining, like, periods to me. Oh. Well, I mean, parents should be, like, have to. I mean, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Oh, she prepared me, and... Uh, I ended up getting my period for the first time at my dad's house, not at my mom's. And I called her and I was like, it happened. And she's like, I'll be right there. And she like left work <laughs> to come bring me pads. That's adorable. <laughs> because we didn't think it was going to happen yet. So I didn't have anything at my dad's house yet. Mm. Surprise. Yeah, <laughs> surprise. Nobody told me that my I was, it was going to look like a murder scene. That's not why you're into true crime. That's not, but that would be quite the story <laughs> if it was. No. The reason I'm into true crime is like too dark for this <laughs> for this podcast. People signed up for sex things, not murder things on That's this true. podcast. <laughs> Just trying to tie it all together, you know. <sighs> oh god. But no, mine was, I was terrified of anything murdery or true crimey for years. And then it has since become a coping mechanism. Yo, for real. Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Love it. Makes me feel better. It makes me feel better. I actually recently found out, I shouldn't say I recently found out, I recently remembered that my mom used to watch Criminal Minds with my stepdad, but I was too scared to watch it, so they would watch it after I went to bed. And, um, and then... The last time she came to visit, we, like, tried to watch it. And, and she was like, oh! Oh, no! 
Honey, no! Like, the whole entire time, I was like, we need to put in something else. That's hilarious. (laughs) She's like, this is worse than I remember. I mean, it is quite graphic. It is. It's awful. But it... The characters make me feel better. I watch it for the plot. The plot is Spencer Reed and Penelope Garcia. And sometimes Morgan. I mean, always Morgan. I mean, just... Look at that. Like, all of them. Beautiful They just have a dynamite cast all over the place. Every single character could get it. And yes, I'm including Mandy Patinkin. (laughs) (laughs) That man deserves the world. He does. His father was killed by a six-fingered man. He deserves justice. I'm mixing up my movies now. (laughs) Can you tell media is an important part of sexuality? I mean, that's where I learned most of it. (sighs) Oh, you know what would have been useful? What? For probably both of us, because I also didn't come out until I was, like... Oh, God. I guess I was out to, like, my friends and stuff when I was, like, 20. Yeah, I think, um, it, like, my best friend knew when I was, I think I was, like, 19. Yeah. But she was also bisexual. So I, like, I mean. like, oh, duh. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I told my best friend, she was like, oh, that's news to you? Oh, sorry. I thought you knew. Um, I mean, you probably knew, but didn't vocalize it. I straight up didn't know it was an option as an adult. Really? Yes, I didn't know a single bisexual adult, so I thought it was just a phase. Especially since, like, I was growing up you during like the whole. Yeah. I was I was growing up during the whole entire like emo phase thing, where it's like the bisexual is just like girls just kiss girls to get the attention from boys, and boys are now allowed to kiss boys to get the attention from girls because emo and scene, and like, so I always thought it was like a phase that you grew out of because I didn't know any bisexual adults. Mm. So I was like, it's not really worth. The whole hubbub. The hubbub. If I'm just going to grow out of it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, eh, whatever. Also, I tend to experience attraction different depending on if the person is more feminine or ba- masculine or androgynous. Like, I have very, I have different modalities of my attraction to individuals. That's real. So, like, whenever I looked at, like, my friend who was a girl, it felt different than when I looked at my friend who was a boy. So I was like, well, it's not the same. I mean, I feel like it, like it's hard to differentiate when you don't know or have yes. like things to tell you. Like, this oh, yeah. is okay. Well, and I also had no guide as to what the hell a relationship with a girl was supposed to look like. Because I mean, like, what else was there? Like the L word. I actually never watched the it's L fucking world. Terrible. The L word. Don't. I hate it. I'm. I will straight up say I fucking. hate that show so much. So I didn't miss much. Okay. That's uh, just really toxic. Yeah. But yeah, I... I really like queer media. Like, you settle for, like, such shitty representation. That, because it's representation. That ties into my point of if I had just stayed up late one night and happened to see but I'm a cheerleader. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it would have happened, like, sooner. I would have been like, What? What? But then again, that's not really bisexual representation, so I still would have been like, but I still like boys! And I would have been confused, but, like, 
It's a little... Yeah. Kids glean what they want from media. They do. They pick and choose. (sighs) Oh, boy. I feel like a lot of it would have turned out differently, though. Just, like, if I just stayed up and watched that instead of staying up late and watching Talk Sex with Sue. Oh, my God. Sue. She She's an idol. She's great. (laughs) I don't even remember how I saw it. I don't know how I could have gotten away with that. It was on late. I think it was on like 11 or 12. It was really late. Like people like call in and she would just answer questions. Yeah, I guess that I probably only ever watched it like after I got a TV in my room. Hmm. Because I cannot imagine like either of my parents being like, is that the TV downstairs? And then being like, yeah, that's fine. Let her keep watching at 11 at night. Like, like what are you watching? Nothing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Sex stuff. It could be worse. It could be like trying to like watch uh, HBO after dark. You uh, know? Yeah. Like, with Disney on last. With like the, we didn't have HBO. So it was just like that weird screen. Oh, yeah. It's like splice cable. It was like, ooh, is that a titty? Like, yeah. <laughs> I never even tried that. So. I feel like that's universal. For me, it was more of a, we don't have that channel and we don't want to get charged for no, that's real. anything. So it was just like, if we don't have that channel, you don't fuck with it. Like, I don't, also, I don't even think that I knew that HBO had titties, honestly. It did. <laughs> I mean, I know now, but like, like at I that know. age, I probably did not. That age, I was probably like, I don't know. It's Hibo. <laughs> probably didn't even know what HBO was. I watched Disney Channel and Nickelodeon and Talk Sex with Sue. <laughs> oh, Sue. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well... That marks well over an hour of us <laughs> discussing how much religious uh, abstinence-only sex ed has fucked us up. Lots. But Lots here we are. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your stories and being very vulnerable and uh, also laughing. <laughs> <laughs> At what horrible things have happened. Oh, you know. I feel like that's how I deal with trauma. <laughs> I feel like that's how a lot of us do. We just make jokes about it. It's like, oh yes, it's fine. We've we've processed this. Yeah. Now we can make make fun of it. Now we can. Especially the fucking lollipop. Oh my god. I'm so mad about that. <laughs> it's like, why? I feel like I'm gonna like end up just like finding you at some point and just like have the lollipop. And then on the, I'm just gonna chuck the lollipop at you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's fine. And you're gonna be like, I'm a virgin, and you're gonna run away. Virgin. I'm a virgin child of God, of course, you know. Yes. As are all who are going to come onto my podcast. We are all very pure, and we do not understand that virginity is a social construct. And that hymens are wildly misunderstood. Oh, fuck. 
I could go. That could be a whole. Fucking... That will be a whole other podcast. I feel like if I start talking about that now, it's going to go on forever. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So <laughs> TBD on when I am going to completely trash Hyman's as a concept. Uh... <laughs> Here for it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have it eventually. Well, uh, yeah. Cool. We did it. We did the thing. We only got mildly off topic. It happens. And then we got more off topic after we talked about how we did kind of okay with not going off topic. (laughs) (laughs) We tried. (laughs) We tried so hard, hell. Oh my. Here we are. Goodness. We did the thing. We did the thing. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh,. We will uh, unpack all of our own religious trauma together. Because <laughs> we're all stuck in our houses because we are in the middle of a ponderosa pine. Yes, I knew that one was going to get you. What was <laughs> <Is> that? <laughs> For anybody who's wondering what the hell we keep saying, we just don't want to say the word pandemic. Personally, my favorite's personal pan pizza. Personal pan pizza. Panini press. Panini press. <laughs> I was not expecting that one. <laughs> Ponderosa pine. <laughs> no. <sighs> I don't remember that. I'll probably forget it, honestly, in like 10 seconds. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to think of something, and then I was like, yeah! Pulled it out of nowhere. Skills. This is how you host a podcast. <laughs> If we if this wasn't a podcast, we could we could say we are in the middle of a podcast instead of yeah. pandemic, but that doesn't no, it doesn't really translate. It doesn't, especially since now we're like at the end of the podcast. Yeah, I mean the personal pan pizza is here for a while, so personal pan pizza. No pizza. Mm. All right, let's go eat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Great, thanks, Hell. And everybody come back and listen for whoever the hell decides that they want to subject themselves to this as my guest next. And I will see you next month and I will talk dirty to you. Bye.